welcome to the Script Lab podcast. I'm your fellow screenwriter and host, Shani Edwards. Today I sit down with writer-director Max Minghella about his feel-good new film, Teen Spirit, starring Elle Fanning as a shy teenager who dreams of escaping her small town and pursuing her passion to sing pop music. Along the way, she acquires an unlikely mentor, and both their lives are changed forever. Max Minghella is also an actor, and you may know him from playing Nick Blaine on the hit Hulu show, The Handmaid's Tale. In addition to being a triple threat, Max is also the son of the late, great filmmaker Anthony Minghella, who's best known for movies like The English Patient. In my conversation with Max, we talk about the challenges of making a musical, the similarities between pop music and opera, and what he learned from his revered father. We're going to do a podcast. Oh, I love a podcast. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, good. What podcast are we doing? It's for the Script Lab. Great. I love Script Lab. Okay, good. Excellent. So the last time I spoke with you, you had written um, The Ninth Life of Louis Drax. Yes. Which was a great movie. Thank you. You're one of the three people who saw it. (laughs) But um, since then, you've obviously been working on The Handmaid's Tale. Yes. And which is a hit show, right? And then you've written and directed this movie. So congratulations. Thank you so much. It's a, it's a great body of work that you're developing. Um, from what I read, it seems like the first draft of the script is a little bit different than where you ended up. Maybe you could tell me a little bit about that evolution. Sure. So um, I wrote the first draft in 2009. I just realized when I went back to my final draft. And uh, it... It was an entirely foreign language script, um, and it wasn't very good. It, it had all the music in the movie that, that you see in the film. It was all in the script, um, and I think because of that, I thought the movie would never get made. It felt uh, completely hypothetical mm-hmm. to make a foreign language movie with all this pop music, and I knew I wanted to slack on the film. who's obviously not a massively known actor yet, so. It felt like it was stacked against me, and, and I didn't take it seriously, to be honest. And uh, every you know year or so, I would take it out and maybe look at it. But I didn't really do anything with it. And and I sent it to Jamie Bell, who I work with, about two years ago. And uh, he he's not very generous with me, I guess I would say, in terms of compliments. And he really liked the script, or, or likely thought it could be, mm-hmm. and that was very validating to me. So mm-hmm. we started to work on it together, and uh, we made it. I mean, he helped me make it a lot better and clearer and then we took it to Fred Berger who helped us make it better and clearer and it, it remained a foreign language film until very close to production uh, we set the whole film up as a, as a Polish language movie and then we couldn't cast it that's the reality of it it was very difficult to find somebody who could sing and dance and play the age range and uh, you know speak two languages fluently carry every frame of the movie it just felt like one too many asks and uh, it, it was sort of our discovery of Ella's idea for the movie that then uh, once again completely reshaped the DNA of the screenplay weeks out of shooting so really it was you know it was about a month before I think we started pre-production and uh, in that month I completely sort of reimagined the script as an English language movie wow that's that's amazing. <laughs> well, she's 
I mean, she's fantastic and everything. The movie would have been catastrophic She's just so good. Um, for me, the heart and soul of the movie is the relationship between Violet and Vlad. Yes. I mean, it was just such a symbiotic relationship that was everything to this movie. And I wonder if you could talk a little bit about that. And did you imagine that that relationship would be so strong and powerful? Yeah, there's a Lindsay Duran quote, uh, you know, who I think she says that every, every good movie is about two people, mm. the relationship between two people. That, that was really in my head writing this. I wanted to make sure that um, it felt centralized. And uh, I think Zach is so amazing. He's one of the biggest reasons I wanted to make this movie in the first place and I'll write the screenplay. It's a, it's a platonic relationship, which is pretty rare to focus on in a movie especially a movie like this. And it's a platonic relationship between an older man and a young woman, and that could be catastrophic in the wrong hands. And there's something about Zlatko, he's not lascivious at all. You never question his integrity or, you know, we have lots of questions about him, but they're not, not about his morality. Um, so it's been a, it, was, it was such a, I, I felt very, very clever when I, when I watched the movie and he turned out to be everything I, I hoped for him to be. Well, as someone who grew up without a large father figure, you mm -hmm. know, to me, they moved into those roles just so eloquently. It just added this whole other level to the movie that I found so emotional. I mean, it was really emotional for me. It's like nobody's perfect, but somehow you can do this for each other, you know? Exactly. I mean, I think what's, what's interesting about their relationship is actually when they meet and why they end up in each other's lives is for not great reasons. Mm -hmm. They're kind of, they're both using each other. Um, and they both have an agenda, which is not to do with the other person. And then it evolves into something very loving and important. And uh, that to me is a bit, I guess, of how I see the world. Just, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if people do things mm -hmm. out of generosity, but then I think it can lead to genuine empathy and connection. That's so interesting. Yeah. Um, tell me about uh, doing the music sequences and the singing and the dancing. I'm sure there was a, a learning curve, or what did you have to teach yourself to be able to do that? So there were certain things that I, were, were easier than others. So, I, you know, dancing on my own, that sequence, or the Ellie Goulding lights sequence. Those were more straightforward because it was on the script, So and also you're kind of, you're cut into to very specific setups, and I understood how those were going to feel and look, and mm -hmm. that was, there was a practical plan and approach. The stuff that was really scary, I mean, the day I really had couldn't sleep at all was before we shot the final performance, because there's no preparation you can really do for that, but you can sort of, you can sort of prep some, a shot list and have a hypothetical idea of what it might be, but ultimately Elle needs to and is going to do what she's going to do and it needs to be believably a victorious performance and performance that is going to not that I, I need I need whatever she does in that scene to convince everyone that she could have won this this thing um, against some extremely stiff competition. I mean, it was a blessing and a curse finding Clara Regard who plays Roxy. It was Elle was an extremely difficult person to find competition for. Mm -hmm. I was very relieved to have found somebody I felt was really difficult competition for her. But then you have to believe that it's going to triumph, and it 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 just set the bar very very high for what that what we needed to deliver on that day. And um, I'm so I'm 
amazed by what Al came up with. It was like literally from the first take. It was like, okay, <laughs> I should have gone to sleep earlier last night. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And I'm assuming she has been singing her whole life. Mm. Yeah, she has, but she practiced a lot for this. I mean, she came in with a pretty amazing voice. I don't think we would have felt confident hiring her otherwise. Sure. But she worked for three months just on her vocal training before we went to England, and then. When we got there, she had, you know, she had Polish every day after work, she had English dialect every day after work, often choreography, there's a lot of choreography with people. She does so many things so comfortably that people forget she's doing them. Mm. Like I brought up the Polish thing to somebody today and they were like, oh yes, of course she speaks Polish, I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. well, she, didn't, she didn't forget about that. <laughs> she didn't <laughs> before. She <laughs> didn't for the you know, 20, 26 hours of Polish lessons she did whatever it was. Now, I think I read that your mother is a choreographer. She is, yeah. Did she work with you at all? Um, my godparents are the choreographers of the song. Oh, okay. Um, from London, Mayor Hossipo, who did an amazing job. They actually usually work in opera. Oh, wow. And uh, I don't know why I had this weird instinct that they would do this very comfortably. And they really did. I mean, they you would never know if this is a movie choreographed by opera directors. Um, they're very playful and they're very youthful in spirit and I knew that they would do something great. They're also extremely charismatic people, they're very kind and I, I, I wanted Elle and the other young actors to have um, mentors who weren't going to you know, make them feel like they were going to school on a Sunday. That's great, that's great. And any similarities between opera and uh, pop music that you can think of? Yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's very deliberate. Um, I think that I think they share a lot of stuff. The biggest thing they share is that they're both very cinematic, which is why I think drawn to pop music is because it's very cinematic. It's actually more to do with my love of film than music. Uh, okay. Pop music, and then they're both uh, embrace melodrama earnestly. Mm. The only two genres of music I can think of that really are melo very melodramatic and not in a cynical, sat satirical way, um, quite an open, um, heartfelt way. Sure. And uh, it made so much sense to me that, that Vlad would come from that world and Violet would come from this one. And I don't think it's jarring at all if you were here, Opera. I think no. it's a testament to the overlap. You know, if I had country, if suddenly you heard a country and western song, then you'd go, why the fuck are we hearing this? It would be very jarring and take you out of the movie. Something about the, the Madame Butterfly and Puccini's music next to Robin feels completely organic, which is kind of fascinating. Yes, I, I loved the connection there. Um, I would never in my mind have thought about connecting the two, but now that you mention it, definitely. Um, so I have this theory that people who study acting hmm. somehow have some innate training for screenwriting. Do you agree with that? Oh, God, no. No? You think it's really hard? Yeah, I think it's really hard. And I would say everything I've tried to do is the thing I feel least definitely the least good at or, or the thing that I find the the hard the act of the hardest is really difficult. It's very lonely. Um, you're trying to hold so much in your head. Uh, it, it drives you crazy also writers, you know, I I, I, I if there's any writers listening to this, everyone will empathize. It's it's it, it's impossible to explain to your loved ones or the people around you. You're constantly obsessing over this hypothetical imaginary world and nobody else is clued into this world or has any interest in the world at all. Um, so you're going to dinner with your you know, your girlfriend or your 
your boyfriend or whatever, your kids, and and you have all these people living in, like, in your in your brain, and nobody else can see them. It sort of starts to make you feel schizophrenic a little bit. So I, it's the part I enjoy the least. I take almost no pleasure from writing at all, um, and I get tremendous pleasure from from making a movie from something. Sure. And I'm sure my listeners uh, knew your father's films. Mm. Um, in film school, we studied Truly Madly Deeply. You did? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow, it's amazing. Yeah, so um, I was a big fan. I'm wondering if you learned anything from him, or do you try and be different than him? No, no. not at all. I mean, I don't try to be different from him. I mean, he's made genuinely... I was almost embarrassed by how much I love some of his films. Um, certain movies he's made... Uh, I'm, I'm truly obsessed with. He even made a movie after Truly Madly Deeply, which everyone made fun of, called Mr. Wonderful, which is like a romantic comedy, and I, I literally, I think it's like a masterpiece. I mean, I, I'm his biggest champion. In terms of learning things from him, I, whether I wanted to or not, I was, you know, I spent most of my adolescence in watching my dad do post-production. Mm. I would say with absolute confidence that's the thing I'm best at, or the thing I, I you know, I feel most familiar with his editing. Um, and I really have to thank my father for that, um, just because, you know, when we didn't have a babysitter, I'd have to sit in that room and watch hours and hours and hours of people turning these sort of six-hour assemblies into two-hour cuts. And I've really learned everything through that lens. And when I write, I write. Jamie, you know, Bell's here today, he keeps making fun of me because he's like, you know, when you look at the script of this movie, it's exactly the final movie. Uh, <laughs> Just because I'm so obsessed with editing, like I, you know, I need to do that bit first, almost. That's a great and skill, kind of though. Works. It's not a good skill. No. No, it means you're locked into something. You're complete. It's completely a dogmatic way of working. Interesting. There's no deleted scenes in Teen Spirit. There's barely any, barely any footage on the cutting room floor. It's, it's, it, it was kind of a plan that was committed to, in Silver Lake, and then you know, and then, <laughs> and then two years later, something kind of came out of the box. It was. A reflection of that. Um, I think it'd be good for me to learn to uh, explore more. Mm, interesting. Well, thank you so, thank much. You so much. It's been a great interview, and You're I really love, fun. love, love the movie. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please, please tell your friends. Tell you, tell you. Absolutely. <laughs>